difficult, 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 Oh, who are you? I'm Marie. Oh, I'm Katie. What? And are we doing a podcast right now? No. I think we might be. No. I think we might be, and I think it might be called Difficult, Difficult Women. Women. You know what else I think? What? I think we're in a band. We are in a oh band. Oh my God, I was right. We are in a band called Reformed Whores. What is the uh, name? We're a folk pop comedy duo. We're working on that. We're working yeah. on that brand. <laughs> <laughs> my friends are like you do pop songs now i'm like I shut mean, up i don't really shut up. i don't know it's weird i don't it's know hard. we're working on it we're like still kind of country but if taylor swift can move to pop we can too because if anybody has an idea of wh- how we should describe our music send yeah. us an email because we used to be women yeah what is it difficult women podcast at gmail.com gmail. yeah because we used to say you know country comedy duo mm-hmm. which would hit the nail on the head right a little bit we're and then shifting yeah our vasectomy song's like a 70s porn song, it totally. sounds like. So, but we're not exactly a 70s porn comedy band. No. So that's hard. Can't write that in a no, bio. That's a lot. So folk pop, we're trying that. But really, see, maybe maybe somebody else would have a better idea. I think idea. you will, and they're going to email it to us. Great. Help us. Do it. Please. Help us. Help us. You help. You can help us out by coming to see our live show in New yeah! York City. We're doing an hour. That's right. September 19th. It's a Thursday night. So what better thing to do than come to our show at Caveat, New York. It's it's in the Lower East Side. It's an awesome space. Super cool venue. They pride themselves on smart comedy. Did you know we're smart comedy? We're smart comics. <laughs> smart comics. Yep. Um, uh, so we're going to get some cool outfits. Yeah. Working yeah. On that. Also, if you Ooh. have any ideas yeah. for what we should wear. Jesus, help us out. We're not no. good at this. Homegirl can't go to Target again. <laughs> you should see what we're wearing right now. I'm just like, <laughs> don't know how to dress myself. I'm just like in like a Snoopy pajamas. And <gasps> I was in like a dog costume. <laughs> Someone help us. <laughs> Please help us. Oh, God. Oh, God. Yeah. Maybe we'll just wear that. Just the dog costume? Dog costumes, and I'll dress up as like a We did. Elephant. The most confused we ever made our audience <laughs> once <laughs> was when we first started out. And I thought this was so funny, but the audience did not, they did not like it. But it was Halloween. And so, wait, what did we do? Well, we normally would wear these like, these country, like, country very, very yeah. country, country outfits. And then we were like, we're going to dress up for Halloween. So like in character, we dressed up. Mm-hmm. And she, Marie had a horse costume for the video. So she dressed like a horse. And I was like, and I'll be a buggy. And I dressed up like a bug. Sort of yeah, thing. so we were a horse and buggy. But we were like, it was, they did not, it did not make any sense. It, and then when was, we sang our like songs about equality, they were like, People what? Were like, what is happening? Yeah. Why is a horse and bug singing about dicks? <laughs> so funny. Dicks and equality. It was so fun. I had a good God, time. God, we've had some good you. times together. Mm-hmm. Favorite, favorite. Some good times together where other people were very confused. <laughs> very, like, very confused. <laughs> Most confused also was when we played that coffee shop. Oh, God. In uh, Western Massachusetts. Yeah. Four o'clock. It was like midterms. Midterms. All these people kids are studying. Were to study. Yeah. And then we were like, we're going to play songs about dicks. Yep. Uh, you've never seen a coffee shop clear out so, so quickly. Fast, yeah. Then we had it all to ourselves. Yeah. And we made $12 that day. I remember being like, well, at least we made something. Talk about reframing. Yeah. Positivity. I was mortified. We like had shown up and done that. That was awful. That <laughs> was bad. Uh, we also like blew someone's ear out during sound check. Cause yeah. It was, like, yeah. It's like a little feedback, feedback central. We've learned. We're getting better. That was Ish. years ago. That yes. was our first tour. That was. We took a bus there. 
and got dropped off at the mall. <laughs> right. Um, we played for Santa later. Not who, at the mall, who, but we played for Santa at the... Remember Santa was at our show? Yeah. And it's... That was our, one of our best shows up until that time, though. I remember right. that being really fun. I'm pretty sure that Santa, like, grabbed my butt. Oh, he definitely grabbed my butt. He's, like, groping. Speaking of which... Speaking of that which... That into our topic today. <laughs> <laughs> Someone call out Santa. Somebody. Hashtag, hashtag me, me too. too. Oh, my wow. God. Well, we just thought, like, it might be worth talking about this. T- I mean, clearly, we are always aware about of the of these issues and we right. talk about them we try to address them in our songs and things like that but um specifically this like hashtag me too movement uh it seems like some everybody has like different varying levels of understanding about it mm-hmm. and also opinions about it and mm-hmm. and it's we haven't talked about it yet so we thought hey might as well dive in give our f- sort of perspective on right the experience yes. so can are you, can you declare hashtag me too Yes, I'm a me hashtag me too or I've been me tooed. I've been me tooed. Me too. Me tooed. Um without I won't I mean, there's lots of stories about so and many stories. Varying, but, you know, varying degrees of But because things. of this movement and, and I do want to clarify it's not a moment. So I think a lot of people are like, Oh, it's gonna pass, it's gonna pass. No, this is this is changing society. Now that we're having these intense conversations about things that have been happening to women. For honestly, like thousands of years. Sure. People, some people are like, oh, well, just, you know, decades. It's like, no, I'm pretty sure this has like been happening forever. forever. Yeah. Uh, you know, when the caveman like hit the woman over the <laughs> head with, I'm pretty her. sure that was me too. Yeah. That was. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, people saying like, oh, he was taken down by me too. It's making like the man sound like a victim, which I hate when people say that right. too. Right. That he's, it's, it's like, no, you thing. actually did that to yourself. Right. My friend, when you took out your penis. Right. Um, well, so like that's the first part. So if you don't know like what we're talking about, <laughs> the, uh, where are you living? Where Come you on, been? get with it. Um, uh, but there's been this sort of like movement that started in t- 2017, but it was the the concept of Me Too mm-hmm. started by Tron- was started by Toronto Burke in like 2006, mm-hmm. and it was for um, a way to like make it more comfortable for Black women to speak out about their experiences. Mm. Specifically, that's where it started, and then. Um, Luckily, at first, this, Toronto was like not um, given any credit for this. Right. And then later, the thankfully, people were like, hey, wait a minute. Let's like make sure that we know that she has been talking about this for over 10 years. Right. And it's just now kind of getting a little bit of a, some momentum. And did technically the Me Too, hashtag Me Too, it start because of Harvey Weinstein? I don't know. I was trying I to like find because it seemed like point. that's where things like really started to. Yeah, that's a good question. I know so, the thing I was just reading talked uh, gave attributed Alyssa Milano to a lot of this, where she was like, she "Let's start amazing. spreading our stories." And like, right? And I think that the hashtag portion of the Me Too thing sort of comes from mm-hmm. maybe not. Ex- I, mean, I don't know if Alyssa Milano started the hashtag Me Too thing, but I think she that she was sort of spreading the word. Mm. using that hashtag and then that's when the that it went viral because there right. was actually like a hashtag to use um Ugh, harvey weinstein so i actually so i uh oh, yeah. i worked with him right. before and i'm not going to talk too much about it but i have seen him in person and i've you know seen he's not a nice person he's, right i watched him do things that you're like what it's because of his power and money that he's able to he was able to get away with so much for so long right um, and I'm, I mean, I, I think it's unbelievable that a man with such power was able to be taken down finally. Right. And it's 
only because women were brave enough to speak out. Right. And even, and I think that it's worth mentioning too, that like women will speak out and there's still like so much pushback that like, well, they're lying or like there's, and then look, I get it. Some people lie, you know, it's not like it never happens. I'm not, I'm, I definitely can't say that there definitely have been women that have lied about being raped and lied about Mm -hmm. being like abused and things like that. That exists. Mm -hmm. But to use that as the reason to like not believe women, like there's so many more women that have actually experienced something that don't get listened to. Right. And that is so much more common than somebody like Like, lying about it. And I think that we need to start making sure that we, but that being said, I'm not necessarily into this believe all women thing Yeah, because some women do lie and some women do ruin people's lives. Like that don't need to be ruined. Mm -hmm. I mean, Emmett Till would be a good example of that. You know what I mean? Where like, this woman and it's you know they they made up they exaggerated these stories where and, and that this and that's where this stuff like gets complicated too because mm-hmm. it is like there are like race issues with some of these things where like the white feminism versus intersexual intersexual intersectional feminism mm-hmm. um that like yeah people do lie and exaggerate about things so like that there people will carry those stories with them and then they try to use those as like the main example of why women are all liars and that Mm. none of this stuff is true and like that's just not the case that i mean the me too movement has really brought up like these gray areas too totally you don't really think about the gray area or i hadn't before of like putting a man I don't I've been having a lot of conversations with other guy friends of mine about me too and like everyone makes jokes nowadays I think I think in 2017 it was really scary for a lot of guys like the conversations I was having with some of my good friends of like made them reflect upon their own lives of like what have they done and it actually made me reflect on one moment in my life that um we did a burlesque show and the burlesque dancer was dancing and I slapped her bare ass oh and I, and I didn't, I mean, I remember in the moment she turned around and she was like, don't do that. And we were hosting the show. Oh, remember it was no. like, the, it was like a Texas burlesque show oh, I didn't know. and the woman, so we were hosting and we like were to the side and the burlesque dancer was dancing and I slapped her ass and she whipped around. She was like, don't do that. If you do it, everybody else will do it. Oh, right. And I, I, felt so terrible right i was ashamed of myself and then it wasn't until years later when the me too movement i was like i i me tooed somebody yeah 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 yeah. and you know i'm a good person but yes but i was like caught in the i don't i can't explain why i did it right but in some weird way it was like did I feel like I had ownership over this woman all of a sudden so I could place my hands over her? That's ridiculous. That's yeah. disgusting. I'm yeah. the problem. No, I'm just kidding. No, yeah, but you yeah. know what? But uh, but those are the... Comp- so I would tell like you know my guy friends about that. Of like, oh my God, yeah, actually, I remember do- touching, you know... Doing something. And all like, it. you know, the conversation of like, no, no, and then like yes means no or no means yet it's like no okay we need to have the, all this gray area stuff we need to really figure out yeah. because and i i will say that i think that like something like the harvey weinstein thing was so clear-cut right and even like i know there's there's still a lot of like pushback around like the um bill cosby thing and there's a lot of race stuff worked in with that too so like it's that gets complicated but like um like those were such clear examples of a man being a monster you know what i mean that like it was so horrifying like what these guys had done and that it seemed it was like swept under the rug for so 
long and that they got away with it for so long that now kind of putting a light on it, that seems like an easy one for people to kind of understand. Like right. that's so clearly unacceptable. Right? right. So then it's like we're dealing with this weird like you're saying, this gray area now where like someone like Louis C.K., for right. example, mm-hmm. where he didn't do anything illegal per right. se. A lot of people like to say he didn't do anything wrong. He well, asked. He, right. There's lots Let's of ways explain, to explain actually what he's being, you know, sure. accused of. Right. And, and he admitted to. Right. Um, that he was jerking off backstage. And like whipping his dick out and stuff in yeah. front of people. And, jer- and jerking off in front of other female comics. Um, I guess there were certain instances where two girls went back to his hotel room and he asked if he could do it. And um, I think they didn't understand that he was serious. Right. So they were sort of like, oh yeah, whatever, like haha. And then he like did it. And then right. they were like, oh shit, this is like happening. Right. And then they like ran out of the room. Right. I, I guess eventually. I don't even, I'm not 100% sure if that's what happened. But they somehow, they were frozen for a minute and then they somehow got out of the room. Right. But then they started telling everybody because they were like, holy fuck, Louis C.K. just went to stick out in front of us. So they're going around telling everybody, which is good. Like you should tell people when shit happens that you're uncomfortable with or whatever. Right. And I think they were so like not sure what to do about it. And then his like, agencies and the and manager the festival and stuff just started shutting them down and being like you can't talk about this you can't talk about this mm-hmm. and to me that's the problem the biggest problem it's like we can argue whether or not he like whipped a dick out or what i know there's actually no argument that he he definitely whipped his dick out that's right. not even up for right. discussion but like what what's sort of weird to me about that is that people want to say like well it's not that bad it's not that bad but i'm like okay then fine if it's not that bad then why was he so spooked about everyone saying the truth about what happened Right. And that's the And why did that, he keep quiet for so long about it? Because other people knew and he well, would and, get people to silence themselves because you know, yeah, or, get be, his or a people. woman would start talking about it and then they would there was that girl, Jen Kirkman, who like started talking she didn't yes, even mention on his her name. radio show, right? She even mentioned his was name. Was it a podcast or radio show? Or something. something like that. Yeah. But she didn't mention his name, but then she was getting like cease and desist type letters from like agents and like her agent was saying, You're gonna get blackballed if you don't stop talking about this. But it's like that's not okay like to me that's like the bigger problem like right that you're using your power to get away with sexual and to and to silence uh, somebody it's like you're you're silencing their experience so like if you're gonna be bold enough to whip your dick out then you need to deal with the repercussions of whatever that means Mm -hmm. and you're if you're hiding behind your money and you're hiding behind your like you know people and then you're like ruining other people's like other women's like careers in the meantime because they're trying to like as humans like say like hey i didn't feel comfortable with this and just be expressing themselves then that's a problem and there's other i mean there's other comedians that we hear rumors about who experienced him whipping out his dick who never said anything and their careers are thriving well i don't know if what kind of scary to like put yourself in a position where to risk your dreams to come forward and And this is beyond the comedy and entertainment industry like we too has been very focused on a lot of these like famous people and stuff but this happens in like workplaces all the time where your boss like hits on you or like makes a move or makes you uncomfortable and like it puts you in a i think that the conversation that I've been having with a lot of men recently is that like they don't understand what that feels like. They've never mm. been in that position where like there or it's very rare. Every so often I think it does happen to men, but like it, it happens to women so frequently mm-hmm. that you're in a position where like your boss or your teacher like comes and like does something to you or puts you in a position where like now 
you don't want to get fired. You don't want to lose your raise. You don't want to like get a bad. I had a situation with a professor that I won't go into the details mm. with, but I, he put me in a situation where I was, I, I was, it was very inappropriate. And I was like, oh my God, I'm going to like fail this class. And I'd been such a good student. I was a freshman in college. I like couldn't bear to like fail. And so then I'm like dancing around this like situation. And like, I'm too afraid to tell anybody because I don't want to like, Hurt your college career. I don't want to hurt my yeah. I don't want to hurt my situation. And And I didn't believe anyone would really believe me. And it was just so strange. I didn't really tell anybody for years Mm. about it. And it was so inappropriate. And it was like him, hundred percent, using his like power, his like you know his stature, you know, over Mm me. Um, And when you're like. 17 18 you really haven't lived much life so you don't no. know what to do so these people that also say like well those girls like they should have just walked out of the room or said hey i don't like that that's not how this works right right well the jeffrey epstein stuff is absolutely disgusting yeah i watched a video of a 15 year old who was raped by him in his apartment and she kind of explained first off how much guilt she felt after it happened how she was ashamed and she didn't want to tell anybody, but how many adults, she's 15 years old and this, she was put in this circumstance. Um, how many adults it took to get her in that room? God. So, so many people were so many complicit in this. Yes. It's just so disgusting. But yet because of his power, right? Like no one wants to say no to him for some strange reason. And like, I mean, and when I say nobody wants to say no, I mean like the adults, not even like the kids. Right. Um, yeah, because you don't want to get fired or you don't want whatever. Right. But it's like, what is happening to like our, I don't want to sound like crazy, like, you know, our morals. But like, isn't it a given that we shouldn't be setting like children up to get. It should be. Really. By some disgusting old man. Like right. that's such a, seems like so obvious. Right. Money is weird. Though. Money will. Money makes. But so even aside from like money stuff, right. So like those, again, these are like these really big like right. almost like conspiracy level like situations well, that are that are I mean they're yeah. true they're happening they happen but like the everyday me too stuff mm-hmm. i think that's the stuff that becomes really difficult for people because again like Jeffrey Epstein is so clearly a monster mm-hmm. but then what about like when you're on a date and like someone's like coercing you to have sex, you know what I right. mean? And then you don't really want to, but then you, but like you don't want to feel bad. Yeah. Right. Because like, it's almost easier to like have sex with it's, them than to like leave. It almost or kind something. of ties into our apology episode totally of like how in. society has trained women to like, you know, to be, a, be subservient to men. Almost. 100%, or like, yeah. Um, that they never get the, like, they never get the, blame on these things in a weird no. way it's like the yeah. woman is the one that has to kind of like well so i watched this morning before you came over do you remember years ago we did this um fundraising event for a film called believe her yeah so we did uh this event to help raise money to to fund a short film called believe her and it's written directed by this woman named erin doyle cooper and actually it just came it's been out it came out last year i guess right. And so I watched it this morning, and I'm going to post it on our Facebook so you can see. It's a short film that explores what happens when a woman tries to report sexual assault. So, uh, and also a cool thing is that Aaron directed it, and then everybody on set, um, from the PAs to the composer, um, all identified as female. Mm -hmm. Um, So this movie, I watched it this morning. (laughs) I'm just like sobbing. Uh, You should watch it, but I'm going to spoil it right now. Basically, this woman is on a first date from like an online 
situation. And uh, they say good. He, the guy walks her home and they kiss goodbye. And then he's like, can I actually come upstairs and use the bathroom? Which is so scary because um, like several years ago, I had an online date and I met him kind of close by. And then he ended up walking me home. And he said the same exact line. I was like, good night. And he was like, oh, actually, do you mind? I really got to pee. I was like, nope. Yeah. You No. Yeah. Because <laughs> it's nice to you even, I mean, honestly, I may not even think anything of it. No. I might be like, sure, come up and just not think about that necessarily. I don't know. It's good that you didn't. So yeah, anyway, this but girl. anyway, the story. So he comes up. He then is like, does this whole rigmarole about how he's too drunk to go home. Does, does mm-hmm. she mind if he stays on the couch? So he does. And then he sneaks in her bedroom right. and rapes her. Right. And then when she calls the police, and this is the thing that I think so many, I think that this was like a culmination of other stories into one, but it's mm-hmm. like the police come, she calls the police. Well, she first calls her friend and, um, you know, she's like, don't, you know, don't call me, call the police, please come. And then they ask all these questions like, well, is that what you were wearing? Do you get drunk a lot and bring men home? Do you, you know, and it's like, so what if I was wearing this? So what if I am promiscuous? Why is it it, to like, right. Rape is rape. And also like control yourself, guys. Like you don't have, nobody owes you anything. No, you don't need to like, you know, be you don't need to rape anybody it's just not a necessary thing get a flashlight get yeah stoya has a lovely line of flashlights you can even hire a prostitute that's a lot i mean it's not legal but like that is an option you know what i mean like so if that's really the thing you need to do yeah i mean do it yeah do what again i guess we shouldn't be promoting something that's illegal but you (laughs) there's other ways to like have and be nice to your prostitutes do not be mean to your prostitutes um but like yes i think that like that is like such a I don't think it's and imagine like and I think even with this Louis C.K. thing, the thing that's like so infuriating is it's like not being like heard. Right. It's and I think that that, as a human, you need to be heard. Right. The Louis C.K. thing really upsets me. I think just because it is in the comedy community and there actually was a rumor going around that we, we we (laughs) We were part of the girls. Yeah. Yeah. The girls involved and we're like, no, no, never met him. But so he's been popping up, obviously, like all over the country, but especially in New York City, he popped up for the first time at Comedy Cellar a year ago, I yeah. think. And then most recently, he got a standing ovation at Skankfest. Oh, right. Um, and, it, you know, to me, it's just like, is this man allowed to perform? So I have a very yes. specific, and I, we may not agree on this, mm-hmm. and I know a lot of people don't necessarily agree with me on this, but like, for example, there was like a... Um, a 45 minute set that got like released that he had done like in New Jersey or something. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, I'm curious about what he, and people were upset cause he was making jokes about Parkland and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I'm just really curious like what this set was. Like I'm, I'm going to mm-hmm. like listen and, and before making a di- you know judgment, I'm going to listen to the entire set like openly and just hear what I can hear. And did you laugh? Um, I didn't really laugh. There was like a couple jokes. I was like, Oh, that's a pretty good joke. There definitely was a sense that like, cause when you're writing sets, it wasn't ready to be recorded, of course. You know, that right. happens too. So don't record your comedians when they're, you know. Working on You can take stuff. pictures yeah. of us, but like for most comedians, don't take recordings oh, of them. Yeah. Um, but like, 
so there was a lot of jokes that like, I'm like, that could potentially be a good joke. He needs to work on it. This could potentially be a good joke. He needs to work on it. But then he was also choosing to talk about things that were like, really, like the Parkland stuff. It's like, it wasn't funny. It wasn't a good joke. It wasn't well set up. I didn't really see a future in that joke particularly. It's one thing to try stuff. I mean, you know, but still I was like, I don't really know what's going on here. Like, why is he choosing this topic knowing that he's already in hot water kind of thing? And then at one point near the end of the set, it was like, everything was like revealed to me where like, he said something offensive, which he was saying a lot of offensive things that night. And somebody in the audience was like, oh, like kind of gave like a groan. And then he was like, what the fuck do I care? Why do I fucking care? My life is in shambles. Everybody hates me anyway. Kind of like might as well burn it all down anyway. Mm. And so his mentality was so like, he felt so much like a victim mm, that like he and he felt like he was being unfairly, I think, like criticized for like all the things he had done. I think in his mind, he's apologized. So what's the big deal? So his like attitude was like doubling down on all this stuff and like going for it really hard as opposed to like maybe trying to give a real apology or like understanding a little bit more from like the perspective of like everyone that's mad, you know. Right. So all that being said, like, do I think he should be not allowed to perform no, he didn't. He's not in jail. He didn't do anything illegal. Right. Like, I think that, like, if someone wants to put him up in a venue, then and they and the owner feels like they don't mind having him there, then he should be allowed to perform there. But I'm also allowed to then get up and ask for my money back or walk out of the theater and like, you know, and be like, I don't want to see him. I didn't know he was going to be here like or not buy a ticket to right. him. And like, that's also allowed. And I'm allowed to not want to see that performance mm -hmm. but i think it's it, we start to dance a fine line when you start saying like you can't perform mm -hmm. you can't mm -hmm. perform i think a venue is allowed to say we don't want you here but like mm -hmm. i think that there's probably a lot of venues that do want them there and like that should that's okay mm -hmm. you know like i think you can't silence i know he's tried to silence a lot of people but eventually they were heard you yeah. know and like i think that you can't censor people i think that, right. that that's that's dangerous to me well, but i know not everybody agrees with me yeah well, I think the fact that uh, Louis C.K. can go to Columbus, Ohio and sell out six nights at the Funny Bone now um, and still and will continue to grow. I bet he'll do Madison Square Garden in three years and sure. it will completely sell out. Um, there is an audience for him and people love him. It makes me sad that this sort of thing happens and that it can be so quickly like forgotten and I don't think that he had suffered I mean he he claims I think in that maybe it's some article or maybe it was in that stand-up that he did that you listened to that he lost like 35 million dollars yeah no I think he, he did lose about a lot of money so. yeah I mean he, he says that he lost millions and millions of dollars because of this and like but I don't know it makes me sad because there just hasn't been public consequences to him other than him saying... I mean, I guess the public consequences are, though, that he, like, went from being America's darling... Right, now he's and this, now like, he's not. And, like, some, and to be honest, like, the people that are, like, still really, really, really on board with Louis are, like, not... Like, they're people that don't get it. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, I think the people that, like... Because he was, like, almost seen as, like, a feminist hero, right. you know? Right. And, like, definitely he's lost... He's not yeah. in those good graces anymore. So, like, I think to say that he hasn't suffered at all is untrue i think that like mm. definitely he's lost but he's i don't think that something. i don't know if he is sorry or i don't know if he i not don't that know that I, he's sorry because i mean again i think he thinks of himself as like a victim mm. which is the, the fucked up part about this i think but then i don't know yeah. how you make someone sorry like yeah you can't and like well, 
I don't know. One thing that I, with that I wish that had happened because Aziz, unfortunately, was kind of lumped in also with all these. Well, I also you know, think it's crazy to lump Louis in with like Weinstein, uh, Weinstein or Crosby. Or Crosby. Yes. I mean, we yeah. need to Cosby. figure that out, too. Yeah. We can't just lump everybody in as being like, you know, like it's not all the same. Right. Rape is not the same as like no. asking someone if I can whip my dick out and then them misunderstanding and then doing it anyway and then trying to silence them. Like, that's not OK. Right. But it's not illegal. Right. But in the Aziz thing, too, this woman right. wrote this article about how she had this really awkward, weird date with him. And when, you know, he just wasn't taking, you know, the her hints, cues yeah. and all this stuff. And I would have just loved to have seen a real conversation, even if you want to lump them together, like with Aziz and with Louis. Sure. Like with Anderson Cooper doing it yeah. or Ka- Katie Couric. <laughs> and like maybe like a like female comic in there too to yeah, like just sort of talk just about like, really hey, this talk is about what's it. going on and like, you know, maybe you guys did. And I think that that really is kind of what the problem is. Like there is like a level, one of these levels, is that like societally men have been getting away with this shit for so long. I think genuinely some guys don't even realize that it's not okay. Right. So, and like we haven't had that conversation. So like the Aziz Ansari example is perfect and again if you so i think marie kind of explained it but it was just that like he's he was a kind of on, a, on an awkward date and like didn't do a good job of picking up social cues and she was probably trying to give him the benefit i mean i've been in situations like that where right. like you kind of like i don't know things don't go the way you wanted to but you felt uncomfortable saying something in the moment and then and you think well maybe it'll get better and then it doesn't and then you're like i gotta get out of here and then it just gets awkward and i think to his credit like I think he texted her like as she was going home yeah. and said like, I had a great time. I hope to see you again. And then to her credit, I think she said, actually like you made me really uncomfortable and I didn't really like enjoy tonight at all. Right. And then he was like, Oh my God, I'm so sorry. So like they had a little conversation about it and then it was a little weird that it got like black. He got so blasted. And well, the media published an article. Yeah. I was sort without of not... having a conversation with him. Right. That feels kind of icky. But to the me. thing that was great about it, was that it's now a flash, like a spotlight is yeah. on that kind of like behavior, encounter right. and behavior that also needs to be addressed. And I think that's where, especially like when I'm talking to guys, they get so like defensive and confused mm-hmm. because I think a lot of guys have been in those mm-hmm. situations. And I think that like women haven't felt comfortable speaking up, partly because sometimes you speak up and then you get raped. You know what I mean? Right. And sometimes you speak up and you get punched or mm-hmm. you get speak up or you get called a whore or a bitch or like mm-hmm. a tease. You know what I mean? So we got to get rid of that stuff too where like, I mean, obviously don't rape. But but even just like if you get like defensive and you start calling someone like a te- cock tease or a whore or like a bitch or you're like, like get, get over yourself. Like right. don't just say like, oh, I'm sorry. I didn't, I realized like, I thought it was your going boundaries. this way and, then, and, it, and I was wrong. I'm so sorry. Right. And then like we can all stop and then like take a breather and if you guys are meant to be together, then it'll work out. And if you're not, then it won't. And, like, that's just what dating is, too. Yeah. Um, well, I think it definitely has changed dating. I think, you know, oh, yeah. I've had men now ask, may I kiss you? Which rather I think than before. Yeah. Yes, which is wonderful. And I know there was, like, even with, among women, there was a lot of, like, pushback. Because they're like, oh, I just want you to take me. You don't, shouldn't have to ask. And it's like, actually, I'd rather you ask. Because, like, right. if there's going to be any confusion, I don't want, I just, we don't need that confusion. Mm-hmm. And I yeah. definitely have had a lot more people, like, a lot more men be more, like, yeah, can I kiss you or like mm-hmm. how are you feeling and da da? And I think that's great. Like that needs to, and also you got to yeah. do it to protect yourself. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like you don't want to be in a situation where you thought something was going one way and then it turned out the woman was really uncomfortable. So like, yeah, mm-hmm. check in if you're not sure. Well, I tell you where the most in my life that the Me Too movement has changed is the restaurant industry and just kitchen culture. Yeah, they're definitely having a lot more like um, meetings about that right. stuff. 
Well, so I was actually um, on my other podcast, my food podcast, I was able to get Trish Nelson, who was a friend of ours. Right. But um, she worked at the Spotted Pig and actually helped take down Ken Friedman. And she was on 60 Minutes talking to yeah. Anderson Cooper about the, the Me Too movement in the restaurant industry. And it is just like... That is exactly where um, the spotlight needs to be and, and, and is a great example of why the Me Too movement has been such a great thing because the restaurant industry, you have waitress. So in her case or, you know, in, in a lot of people's cases, I think as a woman working in a restaurant, you're, you know, you're waiting tables and you are your position of power is a lot lower because there's all these you know the owner or like the executive the chef, chef and, yeah. the, and especially at the spotted pig when she was there they had like and everyone knew this that there was another room for like oh, celebrities yeah. or for mario batali to like have his way with people and i mean she has this uh story that breaks my heart but like Amy Poehler was there and that's like one of her idols. And she was so excited that Amy Poehler was there. And so she was getting some plates or, or glasses and she bent over and Ken Friedman came up to her and said something about like, well, why you're, while you're down there. Oh, right. And, yeah. and it was right in front of Amy Poehler. Right. And I was like, did Amy Poehler say anything? I was like, no, no. Right. I mean, but that's the thing too. It's like, I think the me too movement is allowing us to, to not be, to, to speak up. up and also to help each other out to help too, each other so out you too feel, you know the, it's funny with the restaurant thing I, I will not say where of course but like a place that i've worked i was talking to some friends about this they like had a christmas party every year and then all the uh-huh. me too stuff started happening mm-hmm. and the mario batali stuff he started going down all these things so our chefs got freaked out so they uh instead of just saying like hey don't rape anybody at this party they were like, we're just we're canceling the party. Yeah. And so we were talking about it and the girls I was talking to, they're like, well, yeah. And like, it just sucks because then it like makes the boys like the one guy makes one mistake and then everybody kind of suffers like for it. And everybody's, you know, punished. Like all the mm-hmm. boys are punished because then nobody gets to have like the party. And I was like, but also who's really punished is like what the message I'm getting is, oh, a woman spoke out about being uh, um, assaulted we're punishing you. We're punishing you mm. as a woman for saying anything. And because you said something, everybody's going to lose their party. And it's your fault as a woman. Because it's like a dude, just kick the dude out of the party. Right. But that's not the message I get. Uh, so I work in events and I think that was a, co- a big conversation last year for holiday parties. A lot of people were not doing holiday parties right. because they didn't want to, it was a liability. Right. Getting people drunk and putting them in those situations. They were like, we're just not going to do that this year. And yeah, I never thought about it like no, that. No, it hit me like the other day where I was like, the, the, the people that are really being punished are the people that speak out. Because like, you're basically saying like, see, you made everything less fun. And that's what I think so many women worry about is like they want to be the fun one in the group. And if the boys are all like joking around and slapping, especially as young girls, think about like young girls when you're like trying to like get the boys that, you you know, you like the boys and like he's touching your boob and like in front of everybody and laughing and you're like, don't want to be the one that's like, hey, stop it. I don't like that. You want to be like, it's fine. It's funny because you want to be cool and chill. But like, it's not cool. It's not chill. It's not okay. Like, you know, and so to like make that person and like and of course, if you're the girl that says like, hey, I don't like that. Everybody turns on you and says, like, hey, relax. Right. Relax. Why are you so uptight? Relax is maybe my least favorite thing to be told to do ever, unless I'm, like, at a spa or something. Mm. <laughs> but, like, I, that was the word that my professor would use whenever I'd be like, relax. hey, like, that makes me uncomfortable. He'd be like, hey, oh, God, relax. God, you're so uptight. Like, relax. And it's, like, I hate the word trigger word. But, like, for me, that is such a trigger because I'm like, fuck you. 
fuck you. Don't like gaslight me right now and right. like tell me that like I'm being uppity because you're doing something totally inappropriate right now and you don't want to like deal with the yeah. repercussions of it. Like that's insane. Well, we've talked about this um, of just the feeling when something like that happens. Uh, when I was on the train and you, I know we've, you know, you've had conversations about the same thing, but like a man like coming up and rubbing his dick on you. Right. And it happened to me when I had kind of first moved to New York. And I, I I feel like I remembered hearing stories of like men doing that. And then I would be like, Oh, I just love it. If that ever happens to me, I'm going to fucking lose my shit. But then when it did happen to me, I couldn't believe it, but I froze. Totally. I, I couldn't move. I, I, could not believe first i thought oh you're wrong it's an accident this is an accident yeah. this can't be this happening. cannot be happening right. i'm doing something wrong right what am i doing well, let, me, I, let me move way. out of the way yeah. oh and then he moved and then then he spread his legs and then was like humping me like a right. fucking rabbit or something right. and but i was just shocked and i'm still shocked to this day of how my reaction was of just freezing and and i started kind of shivering and almost crying yeah and I did not whip around and say, how dare you? But, yeah. you know, I just could not believe that this was happening in a crowded subway. Totally. And luckily there was an, a saint of a woman who saw me, you know, she was across the train. Yeah. Saw me. And I think she just knew instantly what was happening. Right. And she, she pulled me through the crowd. She, she kind of yelled, are you okay? And I could not, I couldn't even speak. Right. Um, and she literally reached over and pulled me through this crowd and people were like what's happening you know and then i and then that's when i was like what are you doing yeah, yeah. to the person and yeah. like she got me and she was like are you okay and i was like I, I still couldn't find my words well this is an interesting thing because i think that like a lot of men also again with the louis ck thing for example or like any of these sort of situations that are like right that, a lot of men want to say like well, why didn't you just tell him to stop like i would just tell him to stop or like why didn't you right. just like walk away or why didn't you like whatever and they use like fight or flight as a thing it's like well you're you either fight or you flight you either turn and you yell at him or you like leave and a friend of mine who i was talking to the other day about this very thing she was like what you don't understand is the it's not fight or flight it's fight flight or freeze they've discovered oh, that's what it really? is fight, yes and that is the you can google it you can look it up but they determined that it's not fight, not just fight or flight it's fight flight or freeze and the most common thing when shit goes down and this could be any kind of trauma right. like a bear or whatever right. is the most natural brain reaction is freeze. freezing that's the most common one and like so when you hear these stories of freezing, you're so ing- we've been so ingrained to think like, oh, like, oh I'll I would do this, or I'll do that. Yeah. Like even you saying like, oh, one of these days when that happens, I'm yeah. going to do Because that's definitely happened to me too. And then the other thing that happened for me in that situation where I was being like molested on the street or whatever is that I blame myself. Right. I still blame myself at the end. And I didn't tell anybody because I was like, oh, I did something wrong. And like what is that? And like what have we trained into so- women right. yeah. to believe that like we – are doing something wrong when someone is like assaulting us and like and, but you know what it is it's like when you call the police and they said well you were wearing that right and then you this were, movie the police come and yeah. are just like it's everything compiled into that of just and that's why so i mean spoiler alert this woman doesn't file charges because right. she and calls her so brother common. who's a lawyer and the lawyer and, the, and her brother is like well i mean come on win, you yeah. yeah who's gonna believe you right and that is the thing that like we have to have 
more people believing and fighting for us. Totally. And I think that that's sort of my point too with like, yes, I get it. Some people, and guys love to go back to this thing of like, but then some women lie and it's like totally, right? Mm -hmm. So like we have to make sure we don't, we don't turn the other way and then start just like doing this like crazy witch hunt thing where we're like mm-hmm. accusing everybody of anything right. anybody ever says. But that's why you have like due process and that's why you like take it to trial and that's why you like whatever. But then the point being that like we have not had any justice for this shit. Right. So can we get some justice first and then we can worry about like the, who's lying and who's not lying and we can, you know, we'll, we'll let's, let's make sure we get due process so that we, everyone can tell their stories mm-hmm. because as it is right now, Brock Turner's raping some girl right. behind a dumpster and then right. he gets a slap on the wrist. So is she lying? She wasn't right. even conscious. She wasn't even conscious. So she's not lying. It's, right. These guys f- saw him do this. Right. And he got like six months of like walking around with like a an- ankle bracelet maybe or something and then no record on his. I mean, but that's like. Well, I mean. So so who's so worried? Are you, you, now are you worried about people lying? So what are they going to lie for? Right. What you, you lie about getting raped and then. Let's say the guy gets convicted, but he doesn't get convicted. He just like walks around. And he's like, fine. Right. So well, like, like no, one's, no one's walking around like lying all the time. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Brett Kavanaugh. Or you get to be like a judge. <laughs> right. You know, so I, I think that like that's not that's the least of our worries in reality. Like you really don't get that much by accusing people of, of raping you. Mm-hmm. And I think that, like, yes, we are in a little bit of like a witch witch hunty culture like right now where people get a little like worked up. And here's an interesting one. How do you feel about the, um, what's his name? Al Franken. Oh, yeah. Because that's one where like, no, he yeah. got, I think personally, he got yeah. like whipped up into this like frenzy. Well, was, yeah. And he, he was, you know, he was witch hunt. He was witch hunted down. <laughs> and he also being like a liberal, like I was talking to someone about this too. He's like, he also fell on his own sword because he could have fought it. And then he just like decided like, no, I mean, I understand like this was wrong and I shouldn't have done it. But like, but now he regrets. And resigning. he should because we really should. could use him oh right God. now. You know so, what I mean? Yeah. And to be honest, I'm, I'm Kirsten Gillibrand was on the daily podcast recently talking about it. And does she regret it? And, right. and she doesn't regret it. Right. And she, she really used him and, and her other, you know, um, colleagues like used him as an example. An example. Right. And I think that they were trying then to take, you know, the president down. Well, they're setting this example. It, he can, right. if Al they, Franken right. can, you know, do this, then and, he, and he's going to be fired. So then we're going to turn to some, a bigger fish. Right. But that but didn't, didn't happen. No, because the, because the Democrats are trying to fight fire with water, water with fire or something. Right. It's like the team on like the Republican side, like they know we have evidence of. Right. Of so many women Trump doing are stuff, coming forward. And nobody cares. Nobody cares. No. So like. What are we doing? Why are we losing some of our best yeah, fighters? But that is not. You know, so like, there's like a weird balance. And also like what Al Franken did was that he, in a joking way, there was a picture of him touching this woman's boob. And like, that is so typical of like comedy people. Like we just God, sort of like, oh, we have no boundaries. And it's like this thing and it right. becomes funny and you like whatever. And like, I'm not saying that that's okay to do. It's like with the slapping of the, the butt, the butt yeah. or whatever. Like, it's not okay. And we need to like change that. We need to stop. Right. But like it didn't warrant necessarily his like firing, I don't think. Whereas we have someone in, in office as a president right now who is like talked about grabbing women by a pussy, walking in on women changing in like the, you know, the Miss America right. pageants. He's like um, possibly involved in the Jerry Epstein thing, Jeffrey Epstein thing. Right. Like there's a lot of, I have a lot of things with him. Yeah. You know? And just imagine all his the wife women- accused him of rape, by the way. Right. Ivanka, uh, right. Ivana Trump. Uh, so, I mean, like, he's had, there's a lot of And just imagine all the women that are remaining silent. Like, right. I, oh, yeah, he assaulted that woman in the Barney's right. or something. I have a friend of a friend <laughs> yeah. who 
claims to have had something happen with our president. Right. And she will not come forward because she has a family and she lives in Florida and she doesn't want to deal with it. And if that's one person, yeah, there's so many, how many people are out there? Right. So I think that like also believe her. Right. That's, I mean, watch this film. (laughs) It's really great. Um, but also, I mean, but also like understand, I don't know. It is, it, is weird, it is difficult. Right. Again, like the Louis C.K. thing does, it really does upset me. And I do think, you know, we did, sk- we did Skank Fest two years ago. And had we been there and Louis C.K. Came, came out to reform, I, yeah, I think I would leave. I'm just not... The comparison of, um, I was reading an article about how this this woman said she listened to his set, like the one that you said, um, the 45 minute set, and, and she feels sorry for him. But then she goes into how she feels more sorry for club owners, but specifically the waitresses who are working right, at the clubs right. that have to then be in that circumstance. Right. And kind of the comparison of like, okay. If this was any other business, say this guy was working at Walmart, right? And he starts like asking his coworkers if he can jerk off in front of them right. in the storeroom, in the storage room or right. something, in private, but ask their permission. He would be fired, and right, he wouldn't be able to, to get. Yeah. he could, he wouldn't be able to work anywhere else. Yeah, but like it's because, hard because like of, it, and that's not censorship though, right? You know, what I mean, if you're a Walmart employee, like you're not being right. censored. No, yeah, you're just like, and that's like. That's where things get tricky with like the entertainment industry. But my point too is like, you know, for the women that are working these clubs, right. that it's the club owner kind of saying it's more important for this person to be on stage than your safety. Totally. No, totally. And I think that like what I think that what those waitresses should have the right to do is like not I'm work not that work. shift. Yeah. And like, yeah. like, you know, and like, they shouldn't get right. fired for not showing up to work that day, right. you know, and maybe they would. I mean, there's all that stuff. Cause I do agree with that too, that like, I don't think I'm not like, I'm not like rooting for Louis to be performing more. I'm like hoping that he doesn't so that he mm-hmm. can just like, I think what annoys me about him going out and performing a lot now is he, he seems to have missed the point. <laughs> yeah. You know? That's my point of he him. Seems like, I don't to think have, he's sorry, but I don't think he's don't sorry. Think, and I yeah. think he like, I, again, I think he really sees himself as a victim in all this. Mm-hmm. And like, I think, for his mental sake and for his like heart sake, mm-hmm. he needs to do some real soul searching. Yeah. Cause I think he's Get not some done. Help. He's not done enough. And I think that like, that's, it definitely is not, he's definitely not setting a good example for like, you know, the, and it eggs people on like, yeah, like he shouldn't be sorry. And yeah, what he did wasn't so bad. And it's like, but maybe like, maybe it's not your time right now to like be right. on stage. Like maybe it's time for us to, be hearing these women's stories and maybe mm-hmm. it's our time to like take that seriously and like if he was really sorry he probably wouldn't be up on stage well he certainly wouldn't be on stage talking about so this soon. stuff and making jokes about yeah. it and like making parkland jokes that are just so like it's weird it like it feels like he's becoming unhinged you know mm-hmm. what i mean it didn't he mm-hmm. didn't strike me as a healthy person on stage when i listened to that and I think that, like, that's unfortunate, yeah. too. And like, mind you, he was one of my favorite comedians. Oh, my God. I mean, I think, I think he's brilliant. It does I not think... take away from his... I mean, I, I know in retrospect, people say you go back and listen to some of these jokes, and you're like, ooh. And I guess right. maybe that's true. But, like, he still was a expert craftsman. Like, right. he definitely crafts beautiful jokes. And don't get me started about Bill Cosby. I, I mean, mean I lo- everybody oh, God. I went yeah. back after the Bill Cosby thing. I went and watched an episode of the Cosby <sighs> show, and I sobbed and Aww. sobbed and sobbed. I felt like I lost my dad yeah. in this weird way. 
mean, it's so fucked up. It's like, you guys just don't do this shit. Don't right, do it. Right. Keep People, your dick yeah. in your pants. And honestly, like, I think that what this all ties back into me, for me, if I'm talking to somebody that's not understanding the Me Too thing, my bottom line is like, Women are people. Right. <laughs> and that's like my thesis for this whole podcast, which is like, I, why do we have to keep reminding you that we're mm-hmm. just other human people? Like, would you want that to happen to you? Would you want right. to be in these positions? Then why are you putting people in these positions? Right. Would you want to be like coerced into sex? Would you want to be like in a position where your boss is making you really uncomfortable and then you're having to make a decision between like, can, do I keep my job and feed my kids but put up with this nonsense or do I say, fuck you, I'm out of here, you know? Right. And like that, those are really hard decisions that real people are having to make every day. And I think that like, it's unfortunate that men that want to fight like, oh, me too, bullshit it's like yeah just think about it like have a little compassion like look at it from another perspective for right. one second right. for god's sake women are, don't owe you anything women are not no objects and like we saw in edinburgh um this woman oh god that was so this amazing. was so powerful this woman was naked on stage and said i'm i'm not i'm still not asking for it you right. can be naked in front of another Human. person and they do not have to sexually. They don't have the right to do anything you. to you. Yeah. No, I was sobbing during that too because it was yeah. so powerful. And I think that we really take that for granted. It's like, again, that notion of like, well, what were you wearing? Right. You, know, you it's can like, wear. I was wearing nothing. Right. But I right. didn't want to have sex. And so now the answer is like, you know, the, then then if I say no, I don't want to have sex with you, no matter what I'm doing, then like you get up and walk away and say, okay, no, thanks, no problem. Right. You know. We have to make sure people understand that better. Mm-hmm. And that's why the Me Too movement is not going away anytime soon. <laughs> no, and I think no. that I'm ho- I'm hopeful too that it'll continue to like, you know, and Shed we get light on. And we'll find that weird balance where again like where we don't lump everybody in as a Weinstein. Right. But we also start to be able to have conversations um and private conversations. It doesn't always yeah. have to be an outing thing. I think that like there's also a difference between if you have a bad experience on a date or something it doesn't, you don't have to post about it on Facebook. Right. You can like have a conversation with that person. If that person doesn't get it, then maybe you can post it on Facebook. <laughs> I don't know. But like there is that. No, balance. I think that's like, a really good point. Also, I think that there's this weird culture too that's happening where everyone like is kind of getting off on like ruining people's lives. Oh God. And like, and that's definitely happening. Yeah. We definitely see that happening. And that like, that doesn't really help the cause that much. It just makes people angry and it makes puts people in weird positions i think we could be having like conversations i think we could right. be having like in schools it'd be nice to see like having like more assembly type things where it's like hey let's talk about like consent right let's talk about i want to do it with louis ck i would i think let's w- have a conversation well, I, louis I if you're listening yeah we'll have you on the pod i mean, not watch your stand-up but i'd love well, to I talk definitely to you thought that that was a move that i was really hoping that aziz was gonna make that like me too that i he love was gonna him. host like a show too. where we yeah. can have a converse open conversation like a, yeah. one of those round table conversations because i do think that it. he was just misunderstood and totally i mean I, again i wasn't there i don't know for sure no, and I think but he's like I creepy think that, <laughs> like i think yeah, he's like I one of these just creepy unaware un, un, yeah unaware guys nerds. <laughs> we gotta like yeah we just gotta like, teach too, people how to like yeah read signs i haven't seen his special he has a special on netflix now yeah. And apparently he does talk about it, I guess. Yeah, it'd be interesting. I haven't, I don't follow him very carefully as a stand yeah. particularly. My sister loves him. Yeah. Actually has that funny story about him. Wow. <laughs> Getting his phone number. She was a little bit me too by him too. Yeah, <laughs> okay, yeah, right. <laughs> it happens. It happens. Gosh. Well, you know, I'm glad that we kind of, you know, we finally talked about it. Yeah, it's kind of always been a like that. Bit. I'm sure people have lots of opinions about it too. I'd be interested to hear anybody's opinion uh, mm-hmm. if you want to write us it. 
Reformers.com. You can do that. Difficult Women Podcast at gmail.com and give us your opinions about this. Like, you know, especially if men listening, I would actually really love a dialogue conversation. This is a dialogue. This isn't just like a, you know, this can't just be women shouting things angrily and not like able to process why these things are happening. Right. You know? Well, I thought this was interesting. When we were in uh, St. Louis, we did a show with another comedian and he has a song about like getting drunk and touching girls' boobs and then, and it was funny and everyone was laughing during it and then we went up and did our set and then afterwards we had a conversation in the green room. He was like, was, uh, are my lyrics like to me too? I was like, what did, what did you say exactly? And he told me the line of like getting drunk and, gra- you know, grabbing boobs, boobs and touching, slapping your ass and stuff. I was like, yeah, I mean, listen to what you're saying. Yeah, it might be worth, That's like, sexual assault. And also like good for him, though, for exactly. Acting. That's the but you that's know, the that's the point of like, I don't think he ever that never it, yeah. occurred to him. Yeah. But after seeing our 30 minute set. Right. That it's like, oh, he, wait a minute. Wait a minute. That's not okay. Huh. And, you know. And I get it. Like, our society of, has, like, ingrained in men that, like, that women are objects and they're allowed to, like, like you know, movies like Porky's and all these, like, right. you know what I mean? Right. That, like, but even Baywatch or whatever, wherever oh women are just so objectified. So, like, right. if you've been raised like that your entire life. Right. And, like, nobody's ever told you different, then, like, I understand why that would be hard and pill to swallow and confusing. So let's work it out. Yeah. Let's figure it out. But how cool to have that conversation with this man after seeing our show and like that that's that's what we need more of. Totally. And that's why we sing about that's why we exist. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Oh man. We're we are changing the world. I mean little convo comedian at a time. Comedian at a time. Oh yeah. Well let us know what you think. Yeah. Um we have a perfect song to play out uh for this one. Yep. So listen up. (laughs) One the residual. 